Into the rewatch, into the rewatch, not on broadcast. Into the rewatch, into the rewatch, it's a podcast now. It's a show that's worth another go. Stop us if we start to ramble. Listen as we watch, into the rewatch, join us, Art and Daniel. We love to see our hot dad down on his luck. Hello. Welcome back to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale rewatch podcast. As always, I am two-thirds of your host and, sorry, two-thirds of your host, Daniel, and I got my keys right here. <laughs> Joining me is that other third art. Hey, um, I thought that I would be into dudes, but it turns out I'm not, but like I tried. <laughs> And you know it was what? Very, Art- it was very considerate of you to try. <laughs> uh, by the way, no, I am into dudes, by the way. I, yeah. I, I'm referring to Reggie in this episode. Uh, but Reggie Mantle, Ally King. <laughs> Ally- okay, first off, he did the thing I tell straight people to do all the time. J- just try it. Try it once. There- You'll figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs> there, There is a tweet that is uh, that goes, um, If you knew two people who said they didn't like broccoli... And one of them had tried it before, and the other one hadn't. You'd be more likely to believe the one who had tried it before that they really mean it, right? Well, in this essay, I will explain why straight men should have sex with other men. Yeah. Um, you know what? Compelling argument. <laughs> I, okay, as a person who is of the uh, bi persuasion, mm-hmm. maybe if you don't want to have sex with another man, may- maybe look at two men having sex see you know see see, mm, see yeah sure like, you know <laughs> i'm just saying there's a lot of options out there right for for trying things out sure sure so, sure but but yeah this episode is buck wild and so far i'm loving this season i hope i i got to have the distinct and unique pleasure of texting my girlfriend cheryl's throwing an orgy right now <laughs> This episode's so good. I'm just. Um, I just want to get. I just want to get right in it. Yeah, let's let's go. Oh wait, are we doing the the spotlight of that one dude? Oh, we should, shouldn't we? Who who are we? Uh, the 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 one legged dude. Wait, the one legged. Oh, you're right. You're totally right. Speaking of, don't fucking know his name because of this episode now. Like he's uh, in this episode. Yeah, but they keep on calling him Eric and Jackson. Is, does Archie just refer to him by his last name? Like it would, it would make sense if you refer to him as his last name, just because that's a thing that a lot of uh, vets do. I guess it's it's a weirdly like, I feel like it's a weirdly broy thing for Archie to do. But uh, yeah, let's let's learn about him. Ooh, on IMDb, I didn't even mean to click on this one, but it's got a bio, so it works. Uh, he's played by Summer Car- Carbuccia. Who was uh, Sommer being spelled S O M M E R? Who was born in Florida on July third of nineteen ninety three, but has since moved on to New York City. He is a famous actor. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, we will mm. <laughs> um, known for his role as Private Eric Jackson on the TV show Riverdale, but has also appeared in a variety of other plays, dramas, and musicals in New York City. Before landing the supporting role of U.S. Army Private Eric Jackson. A war veteran who is best friends with the main characters in Riverdale. God, I love IMDb. Uh, there is there are no editors on IMDb. You just get to submit whatever. He appeared as guest roles on the TV shows Grey's Anatomy and NCIS New Orleans. Or New Orleans, excuse me. I'm a little stoned. 
Um, he's also five, uh, 5'10". <laughs> Let's see what he's been in. Uh, he's got 10 credits as an actor, so uh, just breaking into the industry, maybe. Uh, he was an actor and producer on Mac and Cheese, a short where he played Manny. He is on Riverdale for a full season, it looks like, as Eric Jackson. Oh then, man, I was hoping I was hoping he was gonna be in in the next season. Like he just sub- gets superpower as well. Well, I mean, I guess I don't actually know. Uh, I just see all twenty twenty one. So I guess that means yeah, he's not in the next season. Uh, but mm, maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, he was on Bluff City Law as Aaron Shepard in the episode Need to Know. Never heard of that. Uh, he was on Grey's Anatomy, the show that's improbably still running, as Caleb Hicks in the episode The Whole Package. He was, as his bio mentioned, in the uh, NCS New Orleans. New Orleans. Jeez. New Orleans. Uh, French is a fun language, isn't it? Yeah. As Xander Reed, which is a great name. I like that name a lot, actually. Shout out to the writer who came up with Xander Reed uh, in the episode In Plain Sight. He was also in uh, a TV series short called Welcome to the Wayne as Fazzini. Uh, and he was also the host of something called Billy Boy. And that's just kind of his life. Hmm. Yeah, he must, like, well, first off, he's a year younger than me, mm-hmm. which... I mean, he doesn't have any credits before other than a uh, short, which sounds like he probably did in school. He doesn't seriously d- get acting gigs until 2018, it looks like. 2019, really, is his first TV actual spot that's not voice work. So, yeah, he's been at it for, like, two years now. Yeah, well, I mean, good. I mean, honestly, like, uh, uh, Riverdale's going to be one of the shows that gets syndicated and yeah. played. So, uh, like, not, not bad to, in your first two years of acting, land a recurring uh, side character on Riverdale. Yeah, and I want to say he's, and, not, he's not a bad actor by any means. Sure. Like, we don't really know the, like... Um, fallout of him being on riverdale yet because that was his season was 2021 it's 2022 you know shows take shows and movies take time to be made so we don't really know what sort of connections and what uh who he's impressed with this riverdale credit we'll find out in the next couple of years yeah. uh if he's ma- manages to launch this into uh more roles well, no no i mean maybe whatever show berlanti does next on uh yeah maybe on- well, I don't know. It depends. Like, I mean, they're they're canceling all the Arrowverse shows, so like, right? Uh, new new guy at WB does not like the idea of DC stuff on TV. Uh, <laughs> um, new guy at uh, he also doesn't like the idea of having any women in power, and he also really likes just screwing over people. Oh yeah. So no, I got that vibe. Yeah. Um, and that's why WB stock has dropped. <laughs> I hope it drops like three dollars. I I hope it drops so much that he gets fired. Uh, I mean, I think it certainly is heading in that direction right now because none of his announcements have been popular also, at all. Also, on top of that, like people are calling him out by name when they say yeah. why they hate everything. Uh, it it takes a lot to like. I feel like it takes a lot to be famous and become Twitter's main character of the day still. Um, and he's done it. Not even fame, like the that kind of rich executive famous. No one like pays attention to those guys. Yeah, pe- people people are calling him about by name for like yeah. two weeks now. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh I will mention that it appears that uh this guy might actually be uh uh an amputee because he's won um 
the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge for mac and cheese. Uh, you know, if that's good for them to actually yeah. have someone who's an APT. No, that's uh, that's cool. Yeah, good good on Riverdale for casting that way. And honestly, they don't really make a big deal about it either. Like they say, like yeah, I have a war injury, but like besides that, yeah, like, sure, that's pretty much it. Well. Let's not give Riverdale too much credit. He's only been here for two episodes. Okay, we got okay, time. Wait, wait. It might get worse. Right. But let's so let's far, not jump the gun there. But hey, so far, they at least got they at least got a disabled guy to play a disabled character, which doesn't always happen. So good on them for that. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this episode. I'm raring at the bit for Riverdale season five, episode eight, chapter eighty four, lock and key. Oh, right on time. The cool guys are coming through. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, we open with learning that Kevin has started cruising again and is hooking up with random truckers at the truck stop. So the, the only, uh, the only character trait that has been consistent with Kevin is that he's a mm-hmm. big old slut. Like, that's yeah. the only thing. That's the one through line for his character. Um... And then Kevin comes directly back being like, oh, I was out shop." He does the Walter White thing. Oh, I was out shopping, but they didn't have the thing at the store to drive to a couple. Um, and very bravely just sits down right next to Fangs. He gives him a big old kiss with his stink dick breath. Um, but then we'll learn in a couple of scenes here uh, that actually they have an open relationship right now. So he's not cheating. He's just being kind of a dick. Um, and then Betty gets to fulfill her Archie as a fireman fantasy. And it really does it for her. <laughs> Yeah. Even though, uh, ironically, I think this outfit makes Archie look the smallest he's ever been, because it looks kind of oversized on him. Well, to be fair, like, it needs to be big to protect Yeah, but, I mean, you've seen, like, you've seen the, like, sexy firemen guys, and they fill those out. But you gotta be, like, a big dude to make those suspenders look uh, proper. And he just kind of looks like he's dressing up as a fireman. Well, I mean, he's he's a twonk. Yeah. And you really kind of need to be a hunk to, to pull off that fireman aesthetic. But you know what? It worked for Betty, so who am I to judge? Yeah, also, uh, because they're not teams, they're just throwing sex everywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad. Because Berlanti, if he knows one thing, he knows how to have a bunch of sluts on his... Uh, on his uh, uh, he loves a slut. He loves a slut. And you know what? I, I love a slut, too. <laughs> um... So the anthropologist from wherever the fuck uh, has finally shown up, and Jug uh, is like, I experienced aliens, um, but also we don't have the body. And the woman's like, well, in my experience, most cases of alien encounters are actually suppressing something traumatic. And you're like, well, that seems reasonable. But then uh, Tabitha asks, well, what about the other small percent? And she's like, oh, those are real encounters. And we're like, back in Riverdale. <laughs> okay. To be fair... Next season, yeah. people get superpowers. So. Yes. Yeah, the uh, the thing about Riverdale is you can never rule anything out. Yep. Uh, I was going to ask you how old you think those kids are, but actually I know because uh, we know how long the time skip was, which was seven years. And they were, you know, a oh. newborn to one years old, right? Went before? Yeah, so they'd be about eight? Yeah, about, about eight years old. Yeah. Uh... Alice is currently pretending like Polly is, like, you know, 
at work or on a trip or something to not worry these kids that their mother's missing, right? Very responsible adult thing to do. Except she's organizing her uh, missing persons posters on the same table they're doing crafts on. And I would say as an eight-year-old, you would know how to read, right? Like, I would say, unless you're Archie. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but for the most part, yeah, you would at least be able to read... I, I would say at least the thousand most common words. Right. Probably. Especially especially as the uh, granddaughters of Alice Cooper, who pushed Betty so hard academically, you know? Oh. Like, they definitely know how to read at, up at an appropriate level for their age, which I feel like is enough to read a missing person's poster. Yeah. So, you know, you win some, you lose some in the parroting game. <laughs> Guess so. Uh, but shout out to those children actors acting the little tushes off uh really pretending to paint uh those macaroni pi- pictures <laughs> uh you you if you looked at their actions it was nonsense but it seemed really never mind we're in the steamy shower for for the dads something for dads <laughs> hey by the way god why, why damn. is things even posed like that okay. what what are we doing okay i need you to pause real quick because i have multiple things uh-huh. to say about this right now okay. hang on let, let me rewind so we can pause on the close-up of things <laughs> okay because, okay, so we, I think we, we pointed out, like, uh, very yeah. much, I think we're, we're right. So, like, we pointed out in the past that, um, Kevin is, well, he, he's big, like, he's muscly. Um, yeah. and, uh, what would you say? I mean, he's more than a, like, he's more than a twonk, but he's not yeah, a Yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, because, uh, I yeah he's not he's not a bear he's uh, he's on a, I mean I guess otter? he's no no because he's no, no, got he's no hair, hair is the no, thing he's not an what otter. yeah I'm trying to think. um is there something like a puppy or something around there there's like a mid range sedan yeah. of gay guys yeah like I'm trying to think of the term but whatever but like yeah. he, he's big but like he's built like a big dude basically yeah. like a he jack- he looks more like a power. Li- uh, a lightweight power lifter than he does like, like one of these like cut he, model types. Yeah, and, and like an Fangs, athlete, you know, he's got athlete muscles. Yeah, no, yeah, he's shaped more like an athlete. And Fangs, holy shit, that they put something in for the daddies here. Yeah. Oh, uh, first uh, off, he is he's chiseled. Like yeah. he's and he he's literally got a leg up on the bench and is posing for no fucking like reason, he, pulling his towel just slightly down so you can see that cum gutter that a uh, Adonis belt. Um, no, no, it's cum gutter, obviously. Mm-hmm, no, that's mm-hmm. that. You know, Adonis belt is what what uh what cowards call it. Uh, well, you know, the, the Adonis belt is the the common parlance, and the cum gutter is the scientific term. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but like he's but like he's very much chiseled, and I would say, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, he's more toned. I would say twonk for him because I would say he's about the he's more toned. Than Ar- uh, than Archie, yeah. But like he's about the same body shape. I almost feel like he's too cut for that, but I guess that is like the the term still. Yeah, but like I just want to say, like they really like they were just like, hey, we could really sex things up in this episode. Yeah, I I feel like his actor must have like got on a workout reg- regimen, or maybe he had to like cut for a different project. And he was like, hey guys. I'm, like, absurdly hot right now. Can we use this? 
Yeah, and they were like, "Of course, to the to the sauna set." So, so you know when I grew out my hair and got it done in a way that made me look kind of like a scumbag, but like in a hot way, but also yeah. like I have a little bit of uh, facial hair. You know, I should you should really like just yeah. take advantage. Uh, of just this. break out Dilf of the season for sure. God damn, he is like I'm normally not super into like super muscly people, but like oof, they frame him. Yeah, they. I think they were trying to go for like, uh, for his like hairstyle and everything, like kind of like trucker, because that's like what he's been doing. But they accidentally made him way too hot. <laughs> um, it's, and you know what? Welcome, welcome to the inaugural Delphi Awards. Um, this year's winner, we proud to announce, is Fangs. Good wait, God! Wait, do 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 we want to do do we want to do the uh, who's looking rather Delphi today as a segment? Because oof, that's oof, actually but, pretty funny. Yeah. The so Fangs is the person looking rather Dilfy today. Uh, yeah, the Dilf of the day is Fangs. Yeah, and we'll check back in next week to see if it's changed. Um, Kevin is glistening though; it's rather nice. Anyway, oh, they were talking about something in the sauna. No, no, they were talking about something. I forgot. <laughs> oh, oh, it's about the um, relationship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they talk around it, and then we'll get the announcement later. But basically, Kevin uh is or is having some second thoughts and anyways um yeah this is where we learned that they're in an open relationship but that it's closing because of an unannounced announcement that they're going to tell us later oh i thought that was last episode for some reason okay nah no that's all in this episode i don't i understand why you thought it must be a different episode because later we get some stuff that just obliterates every thought of everything else that happens in this episode I'm so glad that Dr. Kirtle, uh is now just Dr. Kirtle now. Has graduated, yeah. Graduated. It took him eight years. He worked no, no, really hard years. to pass that exam. It took him nine years, I think. It took him nine years. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But but yeah, so did we get kind of get like a little cut-in scene where yeah. Betty is at the swamp and there's a bunch of police. Yeah, it's, a, it's they found a, yet another body, but this one's over a week old. Uh, so it's not Polly. And that's all we need to know. Uh, so, uh, Veronica gets a message from Chad and it pisses her off for whatever reason. And so she closes up the thing and is like, I need a distraction. Smithers, we're going to renovate immediately. And he's like, I can get you a list of contractors. And she's like, that won't be necessary. And I thought she was going to make her students, uh, use their labor debt to redo her apartment. Um, but no. She's uh, just getting her ex-boyfriend Archie to do it. Definitely not for sexual reasons. It's <laughs> See, this is why I'm confused, because Veronica's talking to him about it, and he's like, it's a big job, but yeah, I think I could do it. I think me and my buddy Eric could, my buddy Eric could help out. He's already introduced the, uh, him to everyone as Jackson. Why would you then be like, yeah, my buddy Eric? I thought he meant a totally different guy. Oh. Yeah. It's weird that he switches between using his first and last name, but it does feel like a very milk though. Yeah, I guess. If he were, like, consistent about it, I guess I wouldn't mind. But, like, if he used Eric around everyone else and then just called him Jackson privately. But he's definitely, like, he introduced him to his friends as Jackson. Because this is the first time I've heard the name Eric. Um, but now he's talking to those same friends and saying, uh, Eric instead of Jackson. Anyway, here's the big announcement, and it's that... Uh, Fangs and Kevin are getting engaged. Hooray. But wait, there's more. They're also having a baby. But wait, there's more. The baby is inside Tony. And, um, hey, are you know how you, 
always said they should form a polycule on the show. Yeah, this is first polycule. <laughs> yep, uh, Riverdale's first polycule. So Tony, uh, so I'm guessing it's Fangs. Fangs knocked her up. Um, it might, I mean, it might be artificial insemination. Well, um, I don't know I that they necessarily baby, had sex. I think it's his baby juice. Right. Can they splice those together now? How does how does that work normally? I don't really. I've never really looked into it for uh for gay couples. Uh, I'm not sure. Do, do they just pick a parent? Because I feel like I've heard that you, they can like. So, okay, I know that. I know that you can make sperm cells out of stem cells mm. which you can harvest from people but like mm. i feel like that would be like in i don't know i feel like okay i feel like what you would do is like you would just mm-hmm. collect the sperm of both parents and just oh put it yeah in there. that makes that works. yeah then, good and, luck guys whoever wins wins yeah and whoever wins wins i feel that's like that's you know, what that's you would fair do. I think that's fair. Yeah, because, like, artificial insemination, like, really all you're doing is taking out the middleman, yeah, and just, you're just putting it, yeah. you're just putting the stuff in there without, yeah, you know, yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah, so, yeah, so. that makes sense. Yeah, like, cool, I, I, think, right. <laughs> I think, I think, I, think I've think i heard of that happening before, where basically mm. they just get a sample, mix it up, and then whoever, you know, yeah. wins, wins, basically. <laughs> I think that's totally reasonable. <laughs> Yeah, that's totally reasonable. I also like the idea of uh, someone being really competitive, and then, mm-hmm. but it's like really obvious which person, like you know, it's a mix. Mm. <laughs> like, oh yeah, but but yeah, but that's what I figure anyway. Yeah, I I thought it was Fangs's though. I thought Fang, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, it is Fangs and Kevin's baby, and Tony is carrying it. Um. Sorry, I forgot about this whole weird little thing. Cheryl comes into Tony's office, pissed as hell that you know Tony's birthing someone else's kid or whatever. Uh, and Tony's like, in college, I went to the doctor and learned that I have a condition that makes it hard for me to get pregnant when I get older, and so I need to do it early. Um, which I guess is fine. That's actually just most women in general. Um, but also, twenty five is kind is isn't exactly early either. That's that's sort of mid-range, I'd say, right? I would say mid-range. I feel like people generally wait until mid to late yeah. 20s now. Or, like, if, if they're going to do it I, early, quote-unquote. I just mean, like, biologically. Cause I, I think I remember reading once that, like, the it, it starts to get harder, like, way earlier than you'd think. I think, like, around 30s when, like... Uh, it updates to like the next tier of riskier to have kids. No, and then, I, th- like, I think it's after like mid thirties, like after your news or so, because thirties is supposed to be around the right time of a lot of women to safely really? have children. I'm pretty sure it is. Like I think it's mid uh, mid thirties. Uh, um, I might be wrong though. Uh, on that. Oh. It's risky to... I know 40s is definitely pushing I, it. 40s is definitely, yeah. I definitely did also sell pregant, but that's fine. After 35, there's a higher risk. Alright, so you were right. Uh, uh, looks like 35 is, is that uh, upgrade. So, okay, never mind. Uh, this is fine. Though, again, not hard to have kids when you're older is just everybody, Tony. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and they again don't give it a real name because uh, they hate research. I mean, it <laughs> just could like be, it could be very well that she does have a condition. That right. Will... There, are, there certainly are conditions 
you know, that make it risk your dive kids. I just think it's funny that it's an unnamed condition, like the unnamed war and Hiram's unnamed muscle disease. Yeah, because I do know that, like, my aunt, who right mm-hmm. now is in her, like, early 40s or so, like, mm-hmm. uh, she pretty much couldn't have children after. She- yeah. So, um, and that was due to a whole bunch of medical stuff, so. Um, and then Betty tells Kevin that she and Archie are hooking up, and, um, I really thought Kevin would, like, have a bigger reaction to this, because he's been, you know, the number one Jarchie stan since day one. <laughs> like, it's a very understated reaction, but, okay. It was an actor choice. D- to be fair, like, I mean, you could have saw this coming. Oh, yeah, also they are, like, 25, so, like, it's l- much less exciting, but... <laughs> Yeah, now he's it's, been pining for this for so long, you know. It's it's what you've always wanted, Kevin. It's he's been pining for this for eleven years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually quite like this scene. Like, unironically, um, I think it's competently written. Uh, Jughead is lecturing about Slaughterhouse Five and talks about how uh, the main character uh has learned the quote-unquote truth and that's why he's you know uh, disconnected from time it can be uh, his conscience can be in any point in the time stream blah 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 blah. uh and he says uh that is a theory uh then he gets a freaky vision outside the door of an alien walking toward him and then a student's like uh you okay what were you talking about or you were talking about uh, how that was just a theory and Jughead says, uh, the other theory is that he's just plain crazy. Which is, of course, a huge parallel for Jughead's current status. Yeah. Did he see something, or is he crazy? And I think that was just a well-written scene. I, I Also, I want to say that this, I feel like this is a decently written scene for classroom discussion about uh, a book that is kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... At least in my experience, the the lecture model of teaching high school is not something I super experienced in English. Um, and, and, you know, a lot more, like, leading questions and no one ref- uh, and everyone refusing to participate because it's high school. But, um, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's professor not professor teachers like this that, you know, just lecture about the book. Oh, so we learned that that art collector lady whose name I can never remember, uh, the thing she wanted from Cheryl... Uh, in order to not report her for art fraud, was a painting by Cheryl of her as Artemis or something. Yeah, she's of got Artemis. a bow. Yeah, and uh, she definitely wants to fuck Cheryl. There's uh, she she wants more than one thing. She wants two things: one, a painting; two, <laughs> that puss. Like, also Cheryl. Yeah. I I you know what? I love Cheryl's outfit. Yeah, that's a great top. It's like this lace mesh top. Uh. With the curly collar or ruffled collar, and underneath is a corset. It's very cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a sheer top as well. It's just a yeah. real good look. She also is wearing like black pants with mm-hmm. a red skinny belt. Real good outfit. Um, and then the art lady suggests Cheryl, if she's upset with other people's happiness, uh, inject some chaos or something like that. And she's like, hmm, and we'll visit that later. Um. Also, Veronica gets a call and's like, "Oh, hi, my friend, Katie Keene, now on CW streaming. How are you, girl?" Um, and she's not great because she just saw Chad walk into the restaurant with the Harris of Spiffany's fortune. You know, Spiffany. Yeah. 
Um, and for someone who divorces this man later, she certainly does take offense to him um, seeing other women. <laughs> but like a mature adult, all she does is um, pettily take a picture with Archie to post on Instagram instead. Um, and then everyone gets a text simultaneously from Cheryl to gather at the White Worm for drinks. Yeah. Also, while uh, Fangs wins Dilf of the Day, Cheryl definitely wins uh, whatever best character award we're handing out tonight because she really carried this episode. You know what? I like having a segment. <laughs> I like segments. So I guess MPV, MVP would be a good one. Uh, who's the most dilfy? And uh, who's the worst, probably? Hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, Cheryl definitely gets like, like as yeah. as uh, league players would say, she carried the team. Uh, what I love about this, and part of what uh, why Cheryl is the number one or our number one draft pick <laughs> this episode, is um she's apologized to Tony and said, "Can I throw?" Uh, you guys a small little celebration you know to celebrate your announcement she says yes so then cheryl gets up on a pool table to make an announcement and i wanted to, at this point remind everyone that the white worm does in fact have a literal stage um but she picked a table because she's an icon yeah um so she said she's throwing one last party to celebrate their misspent youth um and they will do that by Having key party. a key party, a key party, a key party, a key party. Like Cheryl, like I mean, it's Cheryl, so there's obviously alter alternative motives. But yeah. basically, she's just like, what if we just all just fuck? What if that's a yeah. thing? One last or all, let's have an orgy. Yeah, let's just do it. <clears throat> yeah, honestly, this is a shockingly co- uh, competently written episode of Riverdale. Yeah, <laughs> while still being batshit, I love it. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping it continues because, like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like they were kind of constrained well, a little bit. They they get to superpowers eventually, so it can't uh, it can't stay well written for too long. Like, well written. Let's let's say the plotting. They're good at plotting on this one. Let's say I don't want to mm. say it's well written. I just want to say they plot it properly. I think. Yes. Yeah, I thought I thought about it. You're correct. Yeah. How, how everything shakes out in this episode. Um, things are set up. They are concluded in a satisfying manner. It is the plotting I am pr- appreciating. Uh, Betty also has a spooky dream. It means absolutely nothing except for that Archie's gonna, uh, gets a booty call. And then their relationship changes. Um, which actually wasn't even about this. Archie also had his feelings for Ronica. Who cares? Uh, worst has to be one of these two, right? For this episode, I'm just not compelled. I also think this whole Eric Jackson thing would have worked better if they had picked um, a surname that isn't also someone's first name. <clears throat> you know what? Uh, I think I want to nominate Archie for Worst in Show this episode. Yeah, probably. Like, I, I, he doesn't really have a lot of impact on here. He's yeah. not even the one who looks the most dilfy, which normally right. he's the closest to looking the most dilfy. Uh, yeah, his, his like will they won't they thing just is not very exciting to me and <clears throat> at least betty's doing like cop stuff you know which can be i mean she's also pretty bad i think there's just more orgy and it's less interesting <laughs> um kevin 
convinces Fangs that Fangs should bring his uh, trucker hookup that he hooks up with while he's on the road to the orgy tonight. Uh, meanwhile, Alice tells Betty that Polly just called her. Um, but Betty doesn't believe her. <sighs> Betty's like, are you sure it wasn't some crank? Um, but like, this case isn't being <clears throat> publicized, is it? Why would, why would you attract prank callers like that? Yeah, like, I, is it, like, is there, like, stuff out about it? Like, I feel like they would say something. Oh, you know what? I, I guess we did see Alice uh, making missing person posters oh. earlier this episode. Man, they got these writers. Teflon, I can't get anything to stick on them. Uh, show, shows me. Uh, so Jughead decides after seeing the spooky alien in his mind to go to one of these uh, support groups that the professor runs for people of alien abductions. And uh, he gets to hear a story that's almost identical to his uh, then she has him recount his tale, and then she asks if he's, uh, or says that missing time is, like, common in encounters, um, and if he's ever missed time before in his life. And Jughead gets spooked and walks out and says this was a mistake, uh, instead of explaining. But, uh, then he later, he does explain to, ooh, I forgot, he got, also got a spooky vision in the support group. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, when she mentioned blacking out or losing time. And then I think he explains here that um, he used to be on a lot of alcohol and drugs, and so he lost a lot of time. And I hate to break this to you, Jughead, but that's just what happens when you go on benders. <laughs> that's not that's not a spooky alien thing. That's just drugs and alcohol. Yeah. What a weird... What a weird scene. Uh, Jughead, like... His voice cracking on the verge of tears says he, do, he he's done things he doesn't even remember. I lost a lot of time. Dude, what what are you talking about? You, That's just being blackout drunk. Like I'm pretty sure. Like like I thought they're going to go for like an alcoholic thing. Like he uh-huh. also was an alcoholic. Like his dad was. Yeah. But I don't think they're doing that now. Oh, just it's just a weird connection to be like. Oh, no, that was definitely aliens and not just something everyone knows happens when you drink too much. Um, <laughs> especially at 25. But uh, then Tapitha gets to say this line, which I adore, which is, Look, maybe you shouldn't go to Cheryl's key party tonight. Thank you, Riverdale. Now, I'm going because I want to get fucked by a random person. A, yeah, a person I know, but who I would normally not have sex with. Oh, also, sorry, in that scene he also said um, he didn't want to talk about his blackouts w- into a room full of strangers, and she's like, well, now it's just me, so what's up, uh, person I met, like, two weeks ago? Uh, and then Archie and Veronica are working on the apartment together, and he's like, I maybe still have feelings for you, I think. And Veronica's like, yeah, maybe so, ha <laughs> Man, it'd be so weird if we both had feelings for each other still. Wouldn't it? Haha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that Archie's an adult, KJ Appa uh, is allowed to have a little bit of stubble as a treat. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm I'm gonna say. I I I like a scruffy boy. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
You know this. You know this. I like yeah, him I scruffy and I like him dirty and a little sad. <laughs> so. <laughs> and here we are. It's the key party. Like, part of me wanted this scene to be a lot more awkward than it was. It was awkward, but I wanted it to be way more awkward. Um, Jughead immediately heads to the booze. Uh, it really only feels like uh, they're there for, you know, maybe 15 minutes before they get started. Yeah, I feel like you, I feel like you, uh, you know, you warm up and everything. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that it, it does not seem like a lot of time, but when we return to Jughead, he is pissed drunk. Uh, I think, I think that's a talent. Uh, to get that drunk in uh, this amount of time. <laughs> well, well, that's 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 his secret. He's always he's always a little. I guess so. He he doesn't even take the bottle. He has just poured uh poured a glass, and apparently that gets him all wasted. Well, it could. God, be. what if he? Sorry, what if he wasn't partying in New York? Um, that was all a lie, and he's actually a super lightweight, and that's why this one glass got him trashed. Okay, here, here's here's another thing. Uh, yeah. They had, uh, I'm gonna say maple syrup moonshine just for them, and everything. Oh. And it was mm-hmm. like, and like he he poured himself a big old glass. And he was just like, yeah. wow, this is sweet. I could drink it all I want, and no problem. Mm. Nothing will happen. And then, I suppose that's possible. Because that's that's how I always ended up blackout drunk when I was yeah. uh, younger. Um, it was apple pie moonshine, mostly. Right. Although they're... They weren't... Uh, oh, I guess it could be moonshine, you're right. Yeah, it could be those uh, hillbillies' ass. Also, uh, sorry, Fangs' uh, road buddy uh, happens to be Rick the Trucker that Kevin was also hooking up with at truck stops. So that's a funny coincidence, huh? I feel like uh, it's real presumptuous of uh, Cheryl to be like, none of us are into uh, foreplay, really, right? Let's get into <laughs> this. Yeah, uh, telling on herself a little bit, I think, maybe. And Tony, really. Is it, is it, uh, is, is it anti-ginger to say, of course, you're not into foreplay to, 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 um, to Cheryl? Uh, I wasn't aware that was a stereotype of gingers. No, yeah, gingers are supposed to be quote-unquote feisty. Oh, okay. I've never translated that as a uh, lack of foreplay, but fair enough. Well, no, like, they're supposed to be, like, you know, hot-headed and uh, go into things without per- preparation. And part of mm. that is also sh- supposed to mean sexual as well. All right. Um. So, I, I guess they're going to pretend like... Oh, I guess, no, never mind. They they aren't close anymore. I guess they don't know what each other's keys look like. So, uh, Veronica goes first, picks out a pair. It is Archie's keys, and Shad's not okay with that. But then Archie's like, why don't you shake her, your hands off for this your wife? Show her some respect. Um, and Veronica steps in and is like, um, I'm a girl boss, so you guys aren't going to be fighting over me. Um, I- I'm a she-wolf. In, uh, in the closet, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, and she says, "Fuck this, Chad. We're going home. I'm not dealing with this drama." Uh, Cheryl tries to rally, but then Jughead wants to go next, and he is absolutely sloshed. He didn't even finish that drink, um, but he can barely stand up. <laughs> or it's his superpowers manifest. Oh, of course. Yeah. 
Everyone thinks um, he's a drunk, but it's actually he, he has superpowers. Tabitha, who doesn't really know any of these people, but I guess never says no to an orgy, um, wants to take him home to let him sleep it off. Uh, and Cheryl's like, no way, but then Jughead take, uh, grabs her keys. She's like, great, those are mine. Now can I take him home? Which, again, don't think that's how a key party works, but I guess they are also leaving. And, uh, the person, the only person who didn't, like, get a raw deal out of this was probably, uh, Jackson or Eric. Uh, yeah. Like, he gets to go with the art lady. It's just like, whoa, I get to fuck a hot lady? Yeah. Uh, and okay, Reggie, I guess, ally doing some... of the fucking year, right? <laughs> yes, here we go. <laughs> Reggie, I guess, doing some quick math says he has he has to get up there before the pickings get too slim. Um, math was not his best subject, otherwise he would have gone first, I think. Um, but he goes in there. He purposely targets what he looks like are trucker keys, uh, hoping they're Tonys. But actually, <laughs> those are fangs. Um. Oh, he likes pregnant ladies. I I think that was just him trying to. Uh, oh. I mean, maybe he he does sound like he could have a fetish, but I think that was mostly him being like, "What's my surest way of getting a chick right now?" Um, and then he goes in and fucking kisses Fangs. Everyone's like, "What?" And I'm like, "What?" Uh, and then he says, "No promises." But we'll see if anything happens, stud. And fucking ally of the week. <laughs> I love, he's just like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to roll with this. I don't know if I yeah. like dudes that way, but like, I'm going to fucking try. My goddamn Truly, I, I feel like he was like, I am at an orgy and I'm going to do my best to fuck. <laughs> Even if that means it's with a guy. I just like, god damn, like, I'm just saying more... More, more straight dudes try to have sex yeah. with dudes just once. Uh, but no, no, seriously, everyone went home, which is not how a key party works. Yeah, you're supposed to fuck in the big mansion. Yeah, yeah, together. Um, and like the first two, you know, I I thought, oh, they're setting up like a gag where everyone's going to have a reason where they have to, you know, take someone home or or go home and can't attend the party. Until it's just Cheryl and Tony. And that's like a fun way to like set up an orgy. But then the orgy doesn't manifest. Except it kind of did. It's just they did an insane version where people just went home to fuck. Yeah. A stranger. <laughs> or a friend that they've never fucked before. Um, so then before they fuck, Cheryl decides to show Tony um, a surprise. And that surprise is a whole creepy nursery she's had built for... Uh, Tony slash Kevin slash Fangs' baby. Uh, so they can all stay, or actually mainly just Tony stay in Thornhill. Um. Okay, we know Cheryl is bi. We know, yeah. we know she, she appreciates Delphi looking people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, do you think she would appreciate Fangs? Because he does look rather Delphi. Hmm, no, not a redhead. Not a, oh, yeah, they need to be... I th- I, th- I think she is a lesbian with the exception of redheaded men. That's, like, her... The one thing that she'll go for in a man. Okay. So, you know what? We don't have any other proof, really. Yeah. Anything else. I mean, they're, like, the two... Pe- the two men she has shown honest, earnest interest in were Archie at one point and her brother. So, like... <laughs> yep. Um... Anyway, Tony's like, this is freaky, you're weird, I regret all of this, um, I thought I could have a normal 
friendship with you, but you're fucked up, so I'm going home. Bye. Yeah, I'm happy for Jackson. Or, not Jackson. I mean, Jackson. Yes, I'm happy for Jackson, yeah, Jackson. early listener. But, or, <laughs> well, what of early listener? I think Jessica... Yeah, we've grown. Him. We've, like, quadrupled our numbers. Oh, uh, but I, I'm, I'm happy for Eric. Because uh, he gets to fuck a hot lady. For, for like, mm-hmm. really just show it up. Yeah. Yeah. He literally doesn't... He's just met all these people, and now a hot lady's gonna have sex with him. Well, like, win-win-win. What do you think would happen if he got Archie's hey? Come on, bro. I mean, hey, just like in Afghanistan. Just <laughs> like, yeah. those long nights? Hey, bro, did you hear that Spartans used to fuck each other to make a male bond so they'd fight better? Hey, bro, maybe we should try it out. You ever see 300? They were so buff, bro. What if we just try it, bro? Uh, also, off-camera, Kevin and Rick ended up together, but they just talk in a gazebo. Uh, and uh, Rick says that Fangs is a really good guy. <clears throat> and we get the furthering of uh, Jughead and Tabitha's relationship. Yeah. Right. They're gonna fuck. Yeah. And, uh, and Tabitha does the thing that I feel like more... Uh, more women that are around young men do be like, maybe you should talk to a therapist who specializes in your area of trauma. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my my head canon is that Tabitha has a strict rule where she only dates men who are in therapy. <laughs> if you don't have a therapist, she will not date you. But if she likes you, she might help you try to get a therapist. Uh, and then Kevin breaks up with Fangs. Yeah, which is kind of shitty to do right after you went down date. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, initially, I thought he just wanted to postpone the engagement because he says, I'm not ready to be engaged. Uh, but then it turns out, no, he actually means he's leaving immediately and abandoning Fangs and Tony and their baby. Well, I mean, this is the perfect time for Cheryl to be incredibly creepy and swoop in and be like, well, I know you're going to need help raising the baby. Uh, too bad she's otherwise engaged with an art hoe. Well, you know what? Yeah, she is very much engaged with the art hoe. Who I hope helps her launder stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I want want them to do crime stuff. Oh, that'd be fun. Thanks should get a neck tattoo. You know what? He would look good with a neck tattoo. Yeah, he could pull it off. Yeah. Really, like, he could pull a lot of things off. He's, I don't know what happened between this, the last season and this season, but goddamn, like, like, he must have yeah. gotten, like, a, like, a stylist or something. I mean, all, I mean, also his look on the show is, like, determined by other people. Um, it's possible he, he, like, fought really hard to be like, can I, like, redesign myself? Uh, for this time skip, you know, it's been seven years, Fangs isn't gonna look the same, uh, and got to grow a beard or whatever. Wait, aren't, aren't Fangs and him married through, uh, the cult ceremony, which probably... I mean, yeah, I guess technically, but I don't know how binding that one is. Well, I feel like... I think they're looking, I think they're looking for a tax cut this time around. Well, they're already spiritually joined. Right. Uh, and then... Uh, Betty and Archie decide not to date, I guess, for some reasons that I don't really care about. Well, I mean, they could still fuck and not date. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I think that may be the agreement they come to. <laughs> like, I don't, I, like, I didn't know, really understand exactly what it is. It felt like they were breaking up, but they never were, like, really together. It seemed like right. they were just fuck buddies. 
I mean, Betty's talking about darkness again, so you know who knows what's going on. I mean, I can't wait for her uh, for her trigger word uh, to. She's she's totally a trash bag kill. <laughs> God, I hope so. Well, no, no, that makes no sense because she was saved from the trash bag kill. I mean, she could have like you know constructed that whole false memory in her brain. But but no, but she was literally saved from a whale. And she was right. She put herself. She put herself in the well uh, when the FBI came. Okay. I mean, I guess it's just like she was missing for a little while. Like, yeah, like in in order to like Jughead's alien encounter, in order to cover up the trauma of being the trash bag killer, um, she's like suppressed the memory that she is that, and so she was getting close to finding out the truth. So her brain had to construct a new fantasy where she was captured by the trash bag killer instead. I mean, the main issue is that the trash bag killer is in Tulsa right now. <laughs> Which we all know is apparently close. Definitely. Because th- they seem to have went to Toledo, like, very easily, even though that's several st- states away. I mean, a, a drive to Toledo is like 10 hours. It's doable. Yeah, but on motor, I feel like on 10 on a motorcycle. 10 hours on a motorcycle. I mean, they also could have done it in like two days. It's- they could have, yeah. Come on, we're from the Midwest slash the South that's right next to the Midwest. Are you know, know that like oh ten hours? Yeah, that's an easy drive. I know. I just hate that. That's a thing. We should have yeah. high speed rail country. Oh, already. definitely. <coughs> yeah, uh, Jughead had a like a little bit of a jump scare. Like yeah. we got like we got him shirtless, but like he doesn't have to work out. Nah. So. He's supposed to be a weenie rider, so he he looks like a weenie rider. We cut to we cut to uh, Briar. Is this Thistle House or Briar? Uh, <coughs> Ooh. Wood or Thornhill? Thornhill, yeah. Thornhill. But whatever. Like, she's just like, oh man, I'm such a disgust. Yeah. She was I'm so disgusting and repulsive. And the art person is just like, you know who? what else is disgusting? Me. I'm a disgusting <laughs> little hoe for you. And then they make out. <laughs> and then Billy Eichner comes through. Let's go, lesbians! <laughs> Let's go, lesbians! <laughs> uh, we cut to the El Royale slash... Fire station. Fire station. Uh, and Veronica goes there after apparently going. Hang to the on. House. How do they even get that truck into that building? Why oh, does have, that? Why would the El Royale? They have a door. They showed it. Why, why did? Why does a gym have like a garage like that though? Like a garage door like that? That's uh, crazy. Probably to bring in and out like equipment because some of that. Oh, I guess. Yeah. One of these days, Riverdale writers, I'll get you again. Yeah, they showed it. They showed it last episode. I mean, like, I assumed it was a garage door. I was just like, wait a minute, why would a gym have a garage door? But that's a reasonable reason, I guess. Um, They're talking about their feelings and the feelings they might have for each other. I don't know. I think Veronica said she's getting divorced at the end of this. Well, well, Chadwick is also a... The she-wolf of Wall Street. Oh! <laughs> uh, and then Archie also mentions that he and Betty had been hooking up um, because they're all adults now, I guess. Like, it makes a little bit more sense that everyone is uh, emotionally mature, I guess, for the most part, now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. But the weird thing is, I think we talked about this earlier, I think it's easier to just have emotionally mature people than just write the big messy. I feel yeah. like there's only one person you can write messy in this show, and it's Cheryl. So, everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> She's got to carry that weight, and she does it beautifully with poise. Yeah. Um, and then Betty and Alice receive a collect call from a payphone, and it's Polly. She's on the lonely highway at a payphone somewhere. 
Um, and so they, they're gonna drive there and get her. But Polly says, they're coming. And when they get to the payphone, it's been smashed up and it's covered in blood. Dun dun dun! Is this the stinger? I believe this is the stinger of the episode. Yep. And that is the episode. Yeah. This is a, this was a good episode. Good stuff. Quite enjoyed this one. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping it keeps up this keeps up this pace. Uh uh, I'd like to once again congratulate congratulate our Dilf of the Day winner Fangs, our uh, best in show Cheryl, and of course our worst in show Archie. But that's mostly just because the will they won't they is boring. But yeah, you know, even even when everyone's uh, doing great, there's still got to be a last place. Yeah, and uh, that's Archie this time. Yeah, and until I stop being interested in whatever Jughead's uh, dealing with, it's probably going to be Archie. Right. Most episode. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. He could kill somebody. He could. Uh, you know, he could. Uh, but yeah, um, I am looking forward to the next one, the next episode. Um. Well, do you have anything you'd like to recommend this episode, Art? Okay, I will say I finished uh, Paper Girls. Mm. Um, and it is just a good show, just across the board. They allow the they allow the actors, uh, the the well, girls. They're you know the twelve year old, twelve year old. I think they're playing about the same age as well because they mm. like I think they might be around the same age um, as. Um, but like they act like twelve-year-olds, uh, which mm-hmm. that being said, some of them kind of suck, and some of them think they're way more mature than they should be, well, than they actually are, and like they even have like it. It feels very like for what the show is about. Mm-hmm. It 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 just feels like they're just twelve-year-olds trying to deal with a messed up situation, mm-hmm. and. I like that. That's fun. Um, uh, there's definitely going to be a second season. I suggest. I would suggest watching it. Also, the Sandman show. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's it's gorgeous. Like they. It's also like if you like Neil Gaiman stuff being adapted to live action TV, you're gonna like this. Like yeah. like a, like American. Uh, that God. was on my. <laughs> That was on my recommendation list as well. Was uh, Sandman? Yeah, like like if you like American Gods or or, uh, or Good Omens, like this feels like a Neil Gaiman thing, and it's good. Oh. Yeah, I mean he's he's been very heavily involved in the production of this. So uh, he said he well, and he had, he had a lot of creative control. So he said he he tried to make it you know super fucking accurate. Yeah, and, uh, it... I watched the first episode and. Yeah, I, it, I exactly like I remember it. <laughs> yeah, like I want to say like episode five or so mm-hmm. is like it is just a masterclass of like slow burn. Mm. It's real good. All right. Well, uh, then for me, you mentioned Sandman. So that was going to be one. The other one, I guess, is uh, Blown Away season three uh, is out. Uh, it's the glass blowing competition. We got a whole new batch of competitors, and uh, pretty cool. Do we have pretty anyone fun. as good as Cat from last? Um, I didn't quite like any of them personality wise as much as Cat, but there are some pretty good personalities. There's uh, 
Uh, maybe the weirdest part about uh, this season is there is a woman who uh, her husband passed away from lung cancer six months prior to the filming of this uh, series. Very sad. Um, but she'll bring this up in her talking heads and, you know, during some of the uh, relevant judgings. Because, you know, of course, that's a huge impact on one's life. Um, and the show is, just feels, like, very determined not to engage with it. She'll, like, be tearfully being like, and my husband who passed, da 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 And the judge will be like, oh, that's nice. Well, thank you. And then move on. Oh, <laughs> it's incredible. God. Most shows would just lead into that. Right, exactly. Like, no, that I think Blown Away is, like, one of my favorite, like, competition reality shows. Because mm-hmm. it breaks the rules of almost all competition reality show stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's very much just, like, you can tell they're not trying to demonize anyone, and most people are, right. like, unless... So, there's always going to be, like, one person's like, I'm not here to make friends. But, like, they tend to be booted off really quickly, and everyone else is just real nice. And Yeah, it, it is part of a growing subgenre of reality TV that's, like, uh, positive reality TV. I think it really got kick-started with Queer Eye, the Queer Eye reboot. Uh, really brought more interest to doing shows like that. Like, uh, Making It, uh, the craft show, is exactly this. It's super twee, um, almost painfully so at some points. But yeah, very positive. Everyone gets along. Everyone's friends, even though it's a competition. Uh, and then they do the spinoff, Baking It, which is the same thing but for baking. And also Andy, Andy Samberg's there. Oh, I need to watch... I kind of want to watch Making It. I Like, I didn't know it was going to be a positive thing, and I... I like positive. Oh, yeah. I like positive. Uh, oh, it's, like, sugary sweet. Ooh, I might need that. <laughs> like, they... Literally, the intro of the show is, like, and the grand prize is $100,000, but we don't like to talk about that, because it's really just about the crafting. Oh. Well, apparently, uh, apparently that, like, forensic baking show thing... That they did, which is, like, mm-hmm. the most COVID, like, most COVID-era reality show thing besides, like, The Circle, I could think of. Mm-hmm. That got a second season. Oh, nice. Which, you know, they're gonna need it, because Monkeypox is coming around. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, uh, there's some good stuff. Uh, what we do in the shadows is is good because it's what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna be watching Solar Opposites probably tomorrow at some mm-hmm. point while while uh, applying for jobs. All right. Well, uh, I think it's my turn to sign us off. Yes, it is. Um. Well, I got my keys. It's time to go home. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Starting to feel just a little abuse like a coffee machine in an office uh, So I'm gonna go somewhere closer to get me a lover and tell you about it Sea Wolf Wall Street Sea Wolf Wall Street Why me the She Wolf of Wall Street?